Book Two To Snare the Pale Prince Chapter One The Beggar Court Nad Sakor, City of Beggars, was infamous throughout the young kingdoms. Lying near the shores of that ferocious river, the Var Kalk, and not too far from the kingdom of Org, in which blossomed the frightful forest of Trues, and exuding a stink which seemed thick enough ten miles distant. Ned's core was plagued by few visitors. From this unlovely place sallied out her citizens to beg their way around the world and steal what they could, bring it back to Ned's core where half of their profits were handed over to their king, in return for his protection. The king had ruled for many years. He was called Urish the Seven-Fingered, for he had but four fingers on his right hand and three upon his left. Veins had burst all over his once handsome face, and filthy infested hair framed that seedy countenance upon which age and grime had traced a thousand lines. From out of all this ruin peered two bright, pale eyes. As the symbol of his power, Urish had a great cleaver, called Hackmeat, which was forever at his side. His throne was of crudely carved black oak, studded with bits of raw gold, bones and semi-precious gems. Beneath the throne was Urish's hoard, a chest of treasure which he let none but himself look upon. For the best part of every day, Urish would lounge on his throne, presiding over a gloomy, festering hall, throned with his court. A rabble of rascals too foul in appearance and disposition to be tolerated anywhere but here. For heat and light, there burned permanently braziers of garbage which gave out oily smoke, and a stink which dominated all the other stinks in the hall. And now there was a visitor at Urish's court. He stood before the dais on which the throne was mounted, and from time to time he raised a heavily scented kerchief to his red, full lips. His face, which was normally dark in complexion, was somewhat grey, and his eyes had something of a haunted, tortured look in them, as they glazed from, as they glanced from begrimed beggar to pile of rubbish to guttering brazier. Dressed in the loose brocade robes of the folk of Pan Tang, the visitor had black eyes, a great hooked nose, blue-black ringlets, and a curling beard. Kerchief to mouth, he bowed low when he reached Urish's throne. As always. Greed, weakness, and malice mingled to form King Urish's expression as he regarded the stranger, whom one of his courtiers had but lately announced. Urish had recognised the name, and he believed he could guess the Pantanian's business here. I heard you were dead, Thalab Karna, killed beyond Lormia near World's Edge. Urish grinned to display the black crags which were the rotting remains of his teeth. Thaleb Ka'ana removed the kerchief from his lips, and his voice was strangled at first, 
gaining strength as he remembered the wrongs recently done him. My magic is not so weak as I cannot escape a spell such as was woven that day. I conjured myself below the ground while Michelle's noose of flesh engulfed the Calmean host. Urish's disgusting grin widened. <laughs> you crept into a hole, was that it? The sorcerer's eyes burned fiercely. I'll not dispute the strength of my powers with... He broke off and drew a deep breath which he at once regretted. He stared warily around him at the beggar court, all manged and maimed, which had deposited itself about the filthy hall, mocking him. The beggars of Nadzakor knew the power of poverty and disease, knew how it terrified those who were not used to it, and thus their very squalor was the safeguard against intruders. A repulsive cough, which might have been a laugh, now seized King Urish. And was it your magic that brought you here? As his whole body shook, his bloodshot eyes continued beadily to regard the sorcerer. I have travelled across the seas and all across Vilmia to be here, Delibkaana said, because I had heard there was one you hated above all others. And we hate all others, all who are not beggars, Urish reminded him. King chuckled, and the chuckle became once more a throaty, convulsive cough. But you hate Elric of Malnibane most. Aye, oh, it'd be fair to say that. Before he won fame as the Kinslayer, the traitor of Imria, he came to Nadsakor to deceive us, disguised as a leper who had begged his way from the Eastlands beyond Karlak. Tricked me disgracefully, stole something from my horde. My hoard is sacred. I will not let another even glimpse it. I heard he stole a scroll from you, Delib Ka'ana said. A spell which had once belonged to his cousin Erekun. Erekun wished to be rid of Elric and let him believe that the spell would release the Princess Cimmeril from her sorcerous slumber. Aye, Erekun had given the scroll to one of our citizens when he went a-begging to the states of Imriat. He then told Elric what he had done. Elric disguised himself and came here. With the aid of sorcery, he gained access to my hoard, my sacred hoard, and plucked the scroll from it. Thelebkana looked sideways at the beggar king. Some would say it was not Elric's fault that Erkun was to blame. He deceived you both. The spell did not awaken Simmeril, did it? No. But we have a law in Nadsakor. Urish raised the great cleaver hackmeat and displayed its ragged, rusty blade. For all its battered appearance, it was a fearsome weapon. That law says that any man who looks upon the sacred horde of King Urish must die, die most horribly, at the hands of the burning god. And none of your wandering citizens have yet managed to take this vengeance. I must pass the sentence personally upon him before he dies. He must come again to Nadsakor, for it is only here that he may be acquainted with his doom. Thalibkana said, I have no love for Alrak. Urish once more voiced the sound that was half laugh, half wheezing cough. Aye, I've heard he's chased you all across the young kingdoms, 
you have brought more and more powerful sorceries against him. Yet every time he has defeated you. Thalabkana frowned. Have a care, King Urish. I have had bad luck, yet I am still one of Pan Tang's greatest sorcerers. But you spend your powers freely and claim much from the Lords of Chaos. One day they will be tired of helping you and find another to do their work. King Urish closed soiled lips over black teeth. His pale eyes did not blink as he studied Theleb Ka'ana. There were stirrings in the hall. The beggar court moved in closer. The click of a crutch. The scrape of a staff. The shuffle of misshapen feet. Even the oily smoke from the braziers seemed to menace him as it drifted reluctantly into the darkness of the roof. King Urish put one hand upon Hackmeat and the other upon his chin. Broken nails caressed stubble. From somewhere behind Thaleb Ka'ana, a beggar woman let forth an obscene noise and then giggled. Almost as if to comfort himself, the sorcerer placed the scented kerchief firmly over his mouth and nostrils. He began to draw himself up, prepared to deal with an attack if it came. But you still have your powers now, I take it, said Urish suddenly, breaking the tension, or you would not be here. My powers increase, yeah, for the moment perhaps. My powers, I take it you come with a scheme which you hope will result in Elric's destruction, continued Urish easily. The beggars relaxed. Only Thaleb Khanna now showed any signs of discomfort. Urish's bright bloodshot eyes were sardonic. And you desire our help because you know we hate the white-faced reaver of Melnibonay. Thaleb Khanna nodded. Would you hear the details of my plan? Urish shrugged. Why not? At least they may be entertaining. Unhappily, Thaleb Khanna looked about him at the corrupt and tittering crew. He wished he knew a spell which would disperse the stink. He took a deep breath through his kerchief and then began to speak. <laughs>